everybody. Welcome back. Current Cinema Podcast back on your radio station. I don't know how podcasts work, but this is episode 14. My God, it's been such a long ride, and I'm so grateful to be here. I'd like to thank God. And, uh, you know, and I'm just... Uh, who? Who? <laughs> know, who is that? Got. You don't know Got. Got. You know, first name basis with Got. Yeah, uh, sure. I'm very grateful for it's the seasons of season of being grateful so i'm very grateful for uh for kyle my uh uh reliable co-host to uh I, come I here grateful. every episode i am grateful for you as well too and that's enough of that uh too corny, <laughs> too corny. um yeah. certainly not i can't extend more gratitude I'm, I'm all gratituded out i can't even express gratitude yeah. to our faithful listeners uh listener sorry singular i messed up Hi, um, listener. <laughs> hey Send me your address. We do this for you, buddy. I'll mail you like a sticker or something that I got from a friend. Uh, it's not even a sticker regarding. Uh, the I show. will not mail you so. anything. You're getting this episode, and you're welcome. <laughs> you're kidding, you're uh. getting this episode. You know what? And for the holiday season, kind of, sort of, uh, consider this a Christmas gift to uh, our buddy Gaston because we're going to talk about the main movie of the episode is uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I almost forgot the subtitle: Mutant Mayhem. Yeah. I almost said Out of the Shadows, and I was like, no, that's the horrible sequel yeah. to the live action, the Megan Fox uh, live action one. We don't talk about that one. We don't. That doesn't exist. Uh, I think John Cena's in that one. I've never seen any no, of those not. movies. I, I literally can't talk about them because I've never seen them. So it's That's just because your willpower There's some people teach. who I've seen over the years go like, actually, it's not that bad. And I go, shut up. Like I, <laughs> I've never seen them, but I remember the temperature. We took it. Yeah. People hated it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the thing that they got... I think I've said this before. The thing that they got kind of right in, in those movies was the the turtles acting like brothers and teenagers. That's but, good. Uh, yeah. But not yeah. as much as this movie. I will not accept yeah, I will accept that like there there has to be some things they got right in those movies, yeah. right? I mean they had yeah, to accidentally they had, get they something made a right. Second one. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> which was not much better than the first one. They were on par with each other very much so. Um anyway, we're not gonna talk about those because uh, we're gonna talk about the actual good, like a good a genuinely good, no asterisks, uh, mm -hmm. good Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Yeah. Uh, Mutant Mayhem. This movie is like produced or written or whatever. They got their names on it. Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg, who have, uh, you know, helped adapt the boys. Uh, They're having a good run right now. Yeah. Preacher, I think they did as well. They remember like when they did Green Hornet? Like, look and look how many wins they have now. <laughs> yeah, you know no what kidding. I mean? Like, yeah. I know, like, everyone really picked apart Green Hornet. Like, oh, these guys are, ugh, they, they should never touch anything ever again. And they've yeah. done nothing but great adaptations almost since then. So. Totally. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, like, e even though the Preacher wasn't completely 100% faithful i i, I still really liked uh i really like where it ended up going and like like it was kind of like what scott pilgrim is doing currently on netflix where it's a little you know the details are a little different and yeah. they were fleshing out certain characters like uh uh the guy with the bald guy i can't remember his name now because it's been I've, I've had some distance from that franchise uh but it's been some years, um, yeah. whatever hair star i think that's his name they gave him like a totally different, not totally different, but they just fleshed him out a little more because it's a TV show and you have to do that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like there were some details like that that I was like, oh, that's not, so it's not 100% faithful to what we know. And that's kind of on par with, you know, with what they did here. You know, I, not that I have any, I'm not like it better be just like the comics or just like the show. I don't, yeah, I don't think either of us are like that. So yeah. if you're coming here for that kind of take, 
sorry, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a firm believer in whenever someone adapts something, they mean it by the definition of the word. Right. Adapts, you know. Right. Like, not Which copy. means it's not one to one. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. it's not a copy. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Call me old fashioned, Jeff, but uh, I like yeah, these I know. words the way they're intended to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, we can't do that anymore. Now words don't mean the same. Now words can mean anything because mm. words are fluid, Jeff. <laughs> Word, word fluidity, non-binary words. <laughs> non-binary words. <laughs> Pretty much just what it is. Um, but yeah, this is fantastic, man, this movie. I wish <clears throat> I wish I saw it more recently. I, sh- I should have made time to re-watch it before I reached out to record. Uh, yeah, so, like I, mean, I, I, watch, I watched but... it more recent than you. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we can help each other here, but... Uh, Good. Yeah, uh, I watched it in the... I think I watched an early screening, actually. I watched it like two weeks before yeah. it came out in the movie theater. Right. So that would have been like late July or something because it came out in August, I think. Yeah. Um, and that's the time of this recording. That's like four months ago. <laughs> yeah. It's, well, let's, hey, that's time, dude. I still have. I still know my feelings on the movie. I still know I love it. But if you're going to ask me, like, what's your favorite joke or quote of the movie? I wouldn't be able to tell you, um, especially because there's so much. So much. I'll tell you what stuff. my favorite joke is. And you know, oh, I, I liked all the milking stuff. That was my favorite. joke. Oh, my movie. God. Yes. Yeah. You're yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. All the, all the milking jokes were like Splinter, like really put it in the heads of the turtles that like if they if they're topside and they get captured by humans, the humans will milk them. <laughs> And the payoff yeah. of that joke is like it's tops, dude. Like it's it's, it's one of the yeah. hardest I laughed all year, and I'm like, yeah. this is so dumb. And then in this movie, you yeah, know? I know. In this movie, where like toddlers are going to the movie, because I was in in that theater that uh, I saw it at, it was completely sold out. It was like a um, it wasn't a free screening by any means. It was a regular screening, but it was just the fact that it was two weeks early yeah. and a fan event. And it was people my age that had kids, and they're bringing all their kids, and their kids were like, is the kid I sat next to was like three or four, and mm-hmm. And like, uh, so like those type of jokes that have a double entendre, yeah. like adults are like, this is so absurd. How did you put this in the movie? And kids yeah. are laughing because it's just silly. Like, it's just, there's a silly tone to it. Yeah, um, yeah. but they don't, they don't, you know, they don't really get the, the extra connotations that could be associated with the term. Yeah. Uh, but like, uh, and which going that, back and watching movies, which I've been doing a lot lately, I've yeah. noticed that like they've always that's always been a thing where it's, it's like I'm thing, watching a movie yeah. as a kid and don't get half the jokes until I watch it 20 years later, you know? <clears throat> yeah, that's definitely always been a thing. But uh, yeah, the that that joke, you're right. It's 100 percent like brilliant. Uh, well, and that one really goes. For, I mean, is, like that, that's but... almost not a double entendre. Like yeah. you're just it's just. It is what it sounds like. Almost. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's, it's it a pretty from... overt adult. Like that joke is for you and me. You know what right. I mean? Like yeah, despite it being a kid centric. Yeah, I like that. I like that they snuck him in there. Um, and the fact that the that logic came from Splinter, who was voiced by Jackie Chan, and he yeah, he's yeah. saying it so seriously. I can't believe they got Jackie you. Chan to like... talk about milking. They're going yeah. to milk you. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty. <laughs> Yeah, it's something. I'll tell you. Yeah, um, uh, Splinter was quite funny too. Like they, Splinter was yeah. great. Yeah, and, and I how liked, outdated his viewpoints were basically. I liked all the like. I don't know. Sometimes the origin story for turtles can be a little like well, he went to a ninja academy. What you know? Yeah, yeah. I like that. Like Splinter was just kind of a lab rat and like found paperwork or so you know booklet or video or something like that on how to be yeah. uh, a ninja or something. And like that's where his training came from. He's a self-made. 
Yeah, like he, I like that twist on it. Like I he like watched. That. Uh, didn't he watch like TV or something and just it learn it from like the show? Something like that. Something. Yeah, yeah. He would just kind of picked it up and 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 kind of self trained or whatever. And then right. Because what else are you going to do as a rat in the sewer that can talk and? Yeah, whatever. yeah. Because they really play up that these are like actually mutated. Like the world's not mis- like magical topside. You know what I mean? Right. Like yeah. this is an anomaly that like these yeah. you know that these animals you know mutated into something. Um, yeah, it's all because that one shady doctor. Yeah. They used the ooze. You saw the ooze famous, and everything. Yeah, it was the, obviously the ooze. Yeah, yeah. and, and it, it wasn't just the turtles that that person ended up making. It also affected other creatures, and that turned out to be the whatever you want to call it group of supervillains or whatever. Um, yeah, which there were they a were, lot. They snuck in yeah, a lot, dude. Yeah. So many, and many I'm not familiar with, like at all. Dude, Mondo Gecko. That's like the. That's yeah. such a deep I like and who yeah. it was Ant Man that played that, right? It was Yeah, it was Paul Rudd, yeah. Oh yeah, god, Paul he was Rudd. so funny. Oh my god. Yeah, anything Mondo Gecko was great in this. Uh yeah. and like he's again, like he's a deep cut. Like well, I guess this is a good question. What's your relationship with the Turtles? You grew up watching the live action movies? Is that kind of like uh, it? The live action movies. I do remember watching some of the cartoons. I had uh like a toy set toy guy, that was toy the, guy, uh, yeah. Okay. Toy guy. I had the action toy movies. set that was the uh like a the the turtle base this in the sewers and it like opened up kind of like those yeah. Barbie Barbie playhouses used I had, to do. I had a similar one, but it was like a truck. Yeah. Gotcha. Like it was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was their truck, you know, HQ or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had like toys. I think I had all of them, all four of them, and uh, I don't know if I had Shredder or not. Um, but I, I was, was only deep, like familiar was, with the mainstay characters, basically. Like so I was deep. I was I was deep into like the uh, alternative like turtle stuff. So a lot of the like you know cowboy Raphael, you know. Uh, um, oh yeah. Lines and you know there's like all different like themed kind of lines or whatever. Um, yeah, I, I I grew up a, a big turtles fan. Never read any of the comic books or anything like that. So me neither. And I also <laughs> don't remember in the games. Like I played the turtles. I played all the time the games, was the yeah. main one that I beat over yeah. and over again with my brother but i don't remember like if there were characters that were from this movie mutant mayhem that were from the games or whatever i don't remember any of that like so yeah um aside from like a bebop and rocksteady like i mean and they're in the movie so uh yeah. that's great uh <laughs> i was like hey i know I that me a bebop and rocksteady yeah, yeah. Superfly, I vaguely remember from Turtles in Time, I think. Superfly, I remember too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's great in this too. I like Superfly. Yeah, it's a lot, Ice Cube, so. and he is—he's such a good like. I don't know. He's just such a good like. He's got a great voice for uh, no nonsense kind of. Yeah. Whatever characters, same thing that he did in Twenty One Jump Street and Twenty Two Jump Street. Like, yeah, yeah. It's he's pretty much the man. same demeanor. Yeah. Um, and uh, and also, I guess from their point of from their point of view, the humans are evil. Mm. So it's not a hundred percent like their logic is totally flawed. I mean, it is. It's a little busted, obviously. Yeah. But where it's coming from it's is like I get it. Like I get yeah. it. You know, like yeah, they become they became radicalized based on how they were treated by everybody. Whereas the turtles, I don't know, it just happened differently for them. Uh, probably because of how Splinter raise them with the anti-milk anti-milking campaigns and stuff yeah but. yeah you know if i ever have kids i'm gonna make sure that they know to be feared to of the milking so yeah it seems like a good it seems Don't like go a good outside. device to teach kids strangers, are gonna strangers milk will you. milk you if they go out there <laughs> oh my god that's such a great recurring bit oh my god i, I can't so believe good. i forgot yeah. about that i absolutely love that bit yeah. i love the uh i think a couple I've had a couple friends say like the animation style hurt their eyes a little bit and I actually kind of get it but yeah, I I still I like it. The problem. Yeah, yeah, I I, I, I it's it very it. across the Spider-Verse into the Spider-Verse, yeah. you know, um 
uh, I don't even know you could call it oil pastel or I, that's yeah. not the right term but like it's just it's not it's 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 a it's a specific type of animation you right know? it's not it's not straight up just regular Disney CG yeah animation it's there's there's a hand-drawn element to it and it even looks a little like crude in some parts and how the colors blur together yeah um I think it's really cool and, and stylistic. Yeah. Like it's, well, it's, it's its own style. It's like Spider-Verse, but not, you know? And there's some hip hop inspired like music and tunes going yeah, on too. So it's like, so like, like Spider-Verse in that way as well, yeah. you know? Um, it's got like a graffiti art style consistently, which makes sense because you're street level, you know? And, yeah, and, right. I mean, they're going right. to be surrounded by all that stuff. Uh, but maybe even more so than Miles Morales was because he, uh, you know, he actually did do street art. Um, yeah. But they shift the animation style depending on the multiverse, whatever that they're in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the universe in the multiverse, whatever. It's complicated, guys. Uh, just yeah. go watch the movies. You'll know what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> those are great. Those are those are really great. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I really like the art style, and especially like in the third act when the, when the action starts getting hot and heavy, and they're they're fighting like a giant thing. I'm trying mm. not to spoil it, but they you know they have to kind of team up with. Which again, I did not expect this. I don't think this was lore proper lore from the show or the games or anything. Where they start to team up with unlikely allies and stuff. I didn't. Yeah, yeah. That, but it was really cool to see, actually. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, just like the there's like big action scenes, and I'm just that's when I was the most wowed by the animation. Really, um, mm. it looked really good. Uh, yeah, I thought the I thought the action sequences were really good. Like the way yeah. they animated uh, some of the stuff was 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 super cool. Um, yeah. Uh, and yeah. I did, I did like how confident they got over the course of the movie because, like, you're you're seeing them like year one, you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. year one of going topside and like running errands for Splinter, and like they kind of slowly like <laughs> yes. integrate themselves into stopping crime, you know? And it's like they, uh, they're like just, the literally just doing right. grocery runs. Like, yeah. I mean, that's all they're doing, and they're but, like they're teenagers, and, like, so they turn yeah. in their head, they turn it into a big adventure, you know? Which, right. Again, that's the stuff that they nail about, like, oh yeah, these are kids doing this, you know? Yeah. Whereas in the movies, when you watch the live action movies, stuff, it's called yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but it's obviously 40 year olds inside of mechanic suits. <laughs> yes. You know, Splinter like so. And their mouth is doing like a weird thing. Yeah, yeah. And their <laughs> eyebrows are, you know, so yeah. their brows, rather. I guess they don't have eyebrows. And, yeah, but. and you hear their eyes going, <laughs> but you, don't, you don't hear that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so funny. Hear, you know, kind of like when you go to Chuck E. Cheese and you hear the mechanics of the. Yeah, right. Uh, those right. are gone now, but, the, you know, the. Um, when you hear the mechanics of the moving around, you're like, yeah, oh, they're all on the set of Friday Nights at Freddy's. That's where they Yeah, pretty much. That's what it is. Yeah. They swear it's because of mechanical upkeep and they can't afford it. But I'm like, no, that's. that's I believe BF. you. I believe it because oh, it's also creepy. And that's probably they got rid of them. But yeah, uh, I believe it because like everything's always broken at Disney. You know, like when you go to Universal Studios, like the uh, like most likely the T-Rex is broken on Jurassic Park, you know, because like <laughs> mechanic mechanical monsters are. Yeah. It's kind of like the McFlurry easy. machine always being broken at McDonald's. You just got to yeah. rely on it to always be broken every time yep, you go. Yeah. It's going to happen. I also appreciated the it's an all ages message, but it, and it's pretty obvious. But the whole like, I don't know, the way that they approach the message of of not being so like surface level and how you judge people and stuff. Yeah, right, right. Which is, uh, you know, that's yeah. There's a, there's a still a thing know. people need to hear. Uh, you know. Yeah, yeah. And it always will be, unfortunately. Right. Um, but the way that they illustrated it, so like all ages can really understand it. Um, I really appreciated that. Um, and it got it moved me a little bit. Not like I wasn't like weeping yeah. in my chair or nothing, but I was like, uh, I'm like a almost. I'm always gonna say almost forty, even though I'm like not that much closer to forty. <laughs> I'm not that close to forty. 
Yeah. But but it's like uh, I'm know, on the wrong side of 30. I'll tell yeah, you I'm that. On the, let me tell you, I'm on the wrong side of 30. And uh, <laughs> it got me feeling things. And I'm like, oh, my yeah, gosh, same. I didn't expect it from from a movie that's clearly trying to speak to a, a younger than a Pixar audience. even. Yeah. And I, I saw some asshole and this is someone else saying it's not me. But like I thought I saw someone say I, I didn't like the blackification of the property, which Whoa. I was like, first off, that's racist. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, second off, um, I don't think it's overt at all. I think that there's obviously, yeah, yeah that there, there, there's some like inspirations there, uh, you know, not unlike uh, Spider-Man and stuff like that, but like, I don't think it was like a, 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 I don't, a forced message or anything like that no, or a forced think, insert or forced either. diversity or whatever people are crying about these days. So, yeah, no kidding. um, don't use that term guys. That's crazy. That's... <laughs> awful yeah yeah <laughs> and you the said it on the internet so swagger. like everyone you know you everyone can see it forever so you know, yeah. like, the exaggerated swagger you guys yeah uh, yes it is it, 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 it very much turtles. It, dude it very much read like that you know the exaggerated <laughs> swagger of a black young man from the what was it the polygon art, art game spot what was it uh, one of those two it was one game of spot Kotaku, I think, uh, polygon or oh yeah, game spot you're right it was yeah GameSpot. miles morales yeah yeah, yeah. The, the review yeah um, that one <laughs> they were trying to be hip yeah, they were trying to be hip in that review, yeah, and this um, one, the, the that's a problem. What you're talking about is more problematic for sure. Uh, yeah, way yeah. more problematic. Um, the well, and I, I and, and if you're watching the trailers and you're seeing that, and like that's the vibe you're getting or whatever, I'm not saying that you're wrong for for feeling that way. I'm just saying it, it's you're coming into it wrong. You know what yeah. I mean? And I don't I don't know if that really exists in the way that like some people are saying that it does. Yeah, so, if you're already coming into yeah. that with that in your head, then that's what you're going to see, probably. I would just stop watching movies if that's how Yeah, just stop things. watching movies. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and please stop voicing your opinion on them, too. If you're... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right. You're just putting your foot yeah. in your mouth at this point. There was, yeah. there was like, a scene um, where they're, like, ta tackling bases. Enemy ba now I'm starting to remember some of the movie. Yeah. Where they're tackling... There's, like, a montage of them taking down, like, uh, mob people. Um, and it's, like, set to... Uh, God, it's, like, a famous song. It's it's a very famous song. I want to say it's Salt and Pepper, isn't it? I don't remember. Yeah. Uh, I, don't remember. I I don't know. It's it's something from the nineties, like a like a R and B song or whatever. But it's like it's it's a really funny thing too. And they do this thing where they're in the animation where they're like the, they're cutting to like a you know Leonardo Cap Leonardo DiCaprio is one of the turtles. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> uh -huh. in my head. Uh, Leonardo is in the middle of like a kick, for example. And it like in the middle in midair, it's like switching backgrounds and it, it shows him like attacking somebody differently. Um, it's somebody different in the next shot. And uh, I love that type of animation trickery. Uh -huh. uh, it's, yeah, me it's, too. yeah, it's really pretty um, and really funny, too. There's even a reference to uh, the Vanilla Ice song that made me laugh. A there little. is. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. is. Yeah, well, oh, I'll never and, forget that song. Never and all forget. the in in movie music was Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross, right? Oh my god, I totally forgot about that detail. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm pretty so it's like you're getting some great stuff here, you know. Hey, like stay tuned for our next episode. We're gonna talk about another movie with a Trent Restaurant against Ross score. I guess he was busy. I guess wild. he was busy this year, yeah. Yeah, that's they've been very busy. You are hundred percent on the money. That is a great call. Yeah, that's why they pay me the big bucks, Jeff. Yeah, that's I'm one I'm, I'm paying you so much money to be here right now. It's <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm the only one his... making money from this endeavor. Yes. <laughs> I thought he had another movie recently, but I guess not. Um, oh, television. No. No, it was just those two movies this year, but those were 
big deal movies. I mean, to the point yeah. where we're we're talking about them. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, unintentionally back to back episodes, but uh, yeah, that was great stuff. Very different for them too. I was like, yeah. I didn't know he could he could they could do upbeat. You know. Yeah, yeah. It was great. Yeah, it was, it was really, very um, different for them. Yeah, it's not moody. It, well, I mean, moody's maybe not like it's not that it's not moody, but yeah. it's not moody in the way that we use right. it, where it's like gloomy and, and yeah, you know, like in vibey, the killer, it's, you know? uh, which we'll talk about, but like the killer is like very much like a almost like a metronome type of score where it's just building the tension over and over like a heartbeat and yep. uh it's just a slow burn uh, much like the movie a slow burn of a score whereas this one is more like playful and stuff and yeah. i just didn't know they had that yeah uh, vocabulary what, what range you know <laughs> yeah. yeah that's awesome though that they're stepping outside uh their box even now i I, I like that like because i grew up listening to nine inch nails so it's like yeah. watching him like transition and serge tankian's doing a similar thing like that guy does a lot of movie uh, uh-huh. uh, composing. So not a lot of movies that we watch, but like he broke in in some way. So it's just like, I like watching my favorite rock stars that I grew up with become like esteemed orchestral, you know, or yeah. not orchestral always, but, you know, composed music for movie type of guy, you know? Oh, he did that Madoff uh, docu-series. That's so funny that he picked a random... Who's that? Uh, Trent? Surge. Oh, Surge. Okay, Surge yeah, Tonky. Yeah. He did the Madoff, The Monster of Wall Street, which is a it's a Netflix docu series about Bernie Madoff. Oh, okay. Uh, which is very good, but like it's such a random yeah, yeah. <laughs> thing to agree to score. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's like you're saying it's stuff that he's like, yeah, this is a small movie. Let me do this one. He, he doesn't yeah. he doesn't do the Trent Reznor thing of like attaching himself with David Finch. No, no. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, Trent Reznor did the fucking Facebook movie. You know? <laughs> yeah, so I know. That's, doesn't get bigger that's than that. Isn't that like how he started? I thought and then so. He won yeah. an Oscar because like... I remember like walking away from that and I go, Trent Reznor kind of killed that track. Am I right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So good. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't. I, I wish I had more to uh, say and recall from the movie because it is it is a movie that's going to make you want to watch it again and again so you can learn to quote yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's funny. one that if it's on a Black Friday sale, I'll pick up. You know, I'd, I'd own Definitely. this movie. I think it's a. I think I, it's yeah, a I very. I think it's a very cool movie. I think it's a very fun movie. I think yeah. for someone like me who grew up with TMNT, I don't have like the Star Wars in me where I'm like, yeah, they got this one wrong. And I, I can't believe that they did. Yeah. A... I, don't I just either. don't I don't have an attachment in that way. So it's like if you want to come in and you want to change everything up and shift everything around, like I'm happy with that, you know. Um, you know, like, you know, uh, Shredder's not in this movie, you know, but like we have, you know, the, yeah. we have a cool thing for another day, you know. If yeah, we, exactly. If we get more of these, so. And I think they already um, did Greenlight a sequel and and uh, as well yeah, as a man. game based I mean, we're on getting, this movie. We're so. getting Foot Clans. We're getting you know we're getting all that that you know yeah. that staple stuff that you know just wasn't in this movie. And I'm yeah. glad that this movie didn't lean on that stuff. You know, it's right. like Me too. it's like making a really good Batman movie and not needing the Joker. You know, like it's right. cool when they're together, but if you can do it without the two of them, that's cool too. You yeah, know? exactly, totally. Um, so yeah, I, I I really think this movie is is super good. I think this movie really surprised me of how much I liked it. I thought I'd like it, but I I um I guess yeah, I say, didn't know that I was gonna like it. This I was much. in the same boat. I was kind of like, this is gonna be a fun time, and that's it. You know? Yeah, yeah. And then it ends up being more than that, and that that was a surprising part. For sure. Yeah, yeah, big time. And the fact that it was like legitimately funny, like I was actually laughing at it, not like <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, like, yeah, I was like laugh out loud. Sometimes, yeah. like sometimes, you know, they're like things just get a chuckle, but like I was actually laughing out loud. So yeah, like, uh, <laughs> very, very jolly movie. I, I liked it quite a bit, and I hope they make a bunch of these. So yeah, 
I was Make laughing so loud at, at the more adult gear jokes. Uh, then it's not fully adult, obviously, but but stuff that would make an adult laugh, and to the point where I'm like, this kid next to me has no idea why this is funny. Like, it's, yeah, uh, they're like, Dad, why was that crazy person laughing next to me on movie? You know, <laughs> like, because he didn't understand that you're laughing at real jokes. Like, just just wait, you'll appreciate the silliness. I also love uh, one last thing I wanted to mention was I love that they uh, voiced over much of the banter in the same voice booth. It really shows that these four kids were in this, in the room together. Oh, I didn't know that. Talking okay. to each other. Yeah. Um, instead of just recording it all separately and hoping that the chemistry works, you know, that's the better way to do it. Yeah. yeah. I think that, I don't know of another movie that maybe on Conto did it. I can't remember another movie did it recently. And I think Seth Rogen and uh, Evan Goldberg were like, yeah, we were just inspired by blah, 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 animated movie. And how they recorded a lot of their sessions with different characters in the same scene in the same booth together, which is not common practice, um, especially when you have a big ensemble like this movie does. But uh, they insisted on putting them in the same room together for those those scenes where they're like bickering about how to approach getting groceries at the beginning of the movie. Um, That's them all in the same vocal booth, just talking over each other. That's cool. And it plays. It totally plays in the movie. It It does play. It feels natural. Um, It was a smart way to do it. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited to see more, especially this movie in video game form, which I think they announced. I oh, they did announce one. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would love that. Yeah, I would love yeah. that. Take that graphical style and just, uh, you know. That'd be really impressive if they could pull that That's off. That's what I, I've been really wanting. You know, I, I love the way Spider-Man's going right now in the video game world, but like, give me an Across the Spider-Verse game, dude. <laughs> yeah, like, dude. With those, like with that visual style, you know? Yeah. Like, who cares about photorealistic Peter Parker? Like, who gives a shit about that? Like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> give me hyper-stylized Miles Morales, please. Like, Yeah, I know. And they showed that they could, uh, there's like an Easter egg in Spider-Man 2 where they showed yeah. that they could possibly make that yeah. animation, that art style work in video game format. Granted, it was like a cutscene thing, but still, I mean. Yeah. And also the characters that they're from the Spider-Verse. Yeah, there's the suits the way that, that like, they yeah, they, 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 like they did good. Motion. Yeah, they, yeah, they so. lower framed animations and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, it's good make, stuff. And they somehow make it work in a photorealistic world. You don't have to change the entire uh entire game to stop motion it's just the character will suddenly become stop motion it's really cool yeah. i don't know how that's black magic right there that's what that is yeah i don't understand that either um but anyway that's uh, teenage mutant Ninja turtles mutant mayhem that is out on paramount plus i believe if you have a subscription to that um which i do not anymore um these things are just getting too expensive yeah. for me i have Same. like four now I canceled of everything pal yeah. yeah cancel them all pal um but uh, yeah, this is a this is a shorter episode. I hate to break it to everybody this far into the episode, but this is one of the shorter ones that we're doing, so we could do two. Um, spoilers on us wearing the same clothes for the next week next week's episode. No, I'm uh, actually going to change. Oh, okay, <laughs> I'm going to wear something different. Be you know, be stylistically conscious. Uh, but uh, yeah, we're just going to talk about one other movie for this episode, and it's. It's like uh, just another movie that we watched. It doesn't. It can be a rewatch. It can be something old that you watched for the first time. It can be something that came out this year that you just caught for the first time. Because um, that's probably what I'm going to lean into is what I watched this year. Um, but yes, yeah, so give me something that uh, you watched uh, recently, Kyle. Um, I talked about it a little bit on current gen, so I won't talk about it too long here. But I've been talking about what I've been threatening to watch this movie for a while now. Uh, uh, Donnie Yen's Flashpoint. Yeah. Um, and man, this movie's great. You know, like it has got a very tried and true 
seen it before, like cop story where Donnie Yen's a cop that likes to break the rules but gets the job done and his wily partners on the inside, you know, but like his facade gets caught and like everything gets complicated and a lot of people end up getting hurt and yada, 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 whatever. We're here to watch Donnie Yen <laughs> punch and kick people eight times before his both of his feet hit the ground again. That's what we're here for. Right. Um, and yeah, you get that in, in a big way. He he fights some he fights some, you know, um some pretty good fights in this one, but the the, the last fight is considered one of the greatest one on one martial arts sequences, like in all of cinema. Oh, cool. And like it delivers, man. It is such a good fight. It's crazy. Um, and there's some good like shootout scenes too, you know, but like, it's more of a, it's not like, you know, it's, it's, uh, and kind of in that way, it's kind of like the raid where you kind of get a little bit of shooting, get a little bit of Kung Fu, you know, but like, um, but yeah, no, this is, this is not as like crazy and gory as the raid, you know, it's a little more, you know, Donnie and, you know, if you've seen a Donnie and movie, that's kind of what you're getting here. Yeah. He made a thousand of these movies, guys. They're all kind of similar. Uh, it's just about how he, how, what kind of stunts he wants to do in that movie. And he does some really cool ones here. And I just like the choreography quite a bit. It's just really good, man. And I like that, like, sometimes when you're watching a martial arts movie, like, the story is just kind of like whatever. The fact that they picked something familiar, I guess, made it easier for me to, like, care about what was going on here. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I've, uh, these are a remix of ingredients I've seen before. Um, and yeah, it was good enough, man. I think it's it's a totally worth seeing. I think it's on Amazon Prime. I could be wrong about that, but like that's a really, really, really fun movie. Awesome. Um, and it's a quick watch. It's like eighty minutes, you know. Those are the best. Um, so yeah, you Sold. can you can get it, you can get in and get out real quick with this one. You can um, watch it free with ads on uh, on Amazon's free plan. That's really cool. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, I highly recommend it. Yeah, um, it's it's a good one if you really want to. If you know, again, if like fight choreography is kind of like your jam, so. There, this is uh, by the director that did all the Eat Man movies. Um, I didn't know that. No, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, he did all four yeah. of them. Wilson Yip. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's yeah. um, it's cool, man. Yeah, I didn't know that. Now that you mention it, there are some uh, some uh, the way that he composes his his fight sequences are, are very uh-huh. similar to to y- Yip Man. Yep, Yip um, Man. Uh, which, by the way, those all four of those movies are to varying degrees of so great. good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I saw the fourth in a theater. I like four a lot. Three was goofy. It had Mike Tyson in it, but like it was so yeah, fun. Yeah. You know, they introduce a new guy, and you're like, "This guy's gonna really be something," and he is. He spins off. I think uh, he spins off into his own movie. It's super good. Um, yeah, it's good stuff. I like that I series a lot. I like this four. director a lot. Was the, oh, Scott Adkins was a guy in four. Yeah, Scott, he was, Scott Adkins he was, was like the, he's like a marine. Up, bro. Yeah, he marine was like mili- yeah. American military bad yeah. guy. It was so good. Yeah, so yeah, ridiculous. I love scenery it. all movie. I, oh my I, god. Scott Adkins is the best. Like, yeah, he's he is, so fun. He is so like him in a fat we, suit and John McFour is just insane. We slept on him, or not you and me specifically, but the world slept on him his entire yeah. career. And maybe he never wanted to be more than like a B movie stunt actor like maybe yeah. he's totally happy with his career i know michael j white is like whenever you go like people have asked him like what do you wish you were more famous he's like i love exactly where i'm at you know like i'm getting to do the stuff i want to do i get to stay in shape i get to choreograph my own fight scenes i, I like where and i'm he at gets like, to still cool. go to like those comic-con things and feel like he's you know he's the man dude yeah michael fans, j white you know? is the yeah. man dude he's like cool. these are these are like stunt choreo uh stunt actors that are like you know the best in the biz yeah. even though they're not they didn't make that crossover besides like a spawn you know didn't make that crossover into mainstream movies you know and so. he got to be uh got to work with heath ledger in one of his final roles it's got to be something really cool that he values like yeah yeah that's life, a big movie know? to be in i know he's yeah. like i know he's not in it for enough long, of but... the cloud yeah it's yeah. such a great role 
I like that. Um, yeah, I like yeah. Michael Jai White and Scott Atkins a lot. Yeah, and I like this movie a lot. Definitely go see this flick. Yeah, there's a lot of familiar faces where you're like, yeah, I know that guy. You know, you may not I know. I see him on the cast list. The key, the key maker, or not the key maker. I'm sorry. Uh, Seraph is in this movie. Um, yes. Uh, Colin Chu. Yeah. Yeah, Colin Chu. He's a very, 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 you know, at this time, extremely. I mean, this is like post Matrix, but like very famous uh, kung fu, you know, actor over there. China, you know, Chinese yeah. uh, Hong Kong cinema actor over there. So, and I recognize one of the the guy who played Wilson. I recognize him from other things. I don't know. He's a Hong Kong actor. Um, yeah. a Chinese actor. I don't. Either, again, yeah. The, I feel like he's been in American faces. stuff too. Yes. So. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. But I can't. Uh, like, I can't. I'm, so I'm looking through his filmography. Like. I feel like I just saw him recently. What the hell was he in that I just saw yeah. him in? Ugh, um, I hate that stuff. feeling. Yeah, I, 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 again, if you, if you like stunt choreography, if you like kung fu, if you yeah. like martial arts movies and stuff like that, you know, it is uh, gonna scratch that itch in a big way. So it's That's a nice awesome. checkbox. Oh, yeah, saw Flashpoint. It's very famous, you know. So you can get that off your list. Um, I've got to pick a movie. I listed like four, so I'm gonna pick one. Um. Nice. Pick one. Pick, I'm gonna pick one. That's right. We're not doing pick five this week. Sorry, guys. Uh, or the box office thing because with these episodes tend to come out later anyway. So it's yeah, like, what's the and, point? All, and also like no one's going to the movies, so who gives a shit right now? Yeah, I know. Exactly. <laughs> Everything's coming in under under uh, expectations. Hey, but we got Dune two weeks early, right, guys? Everything's right, guys? okay now. Yeah, <laughs> the whole off. two weeks. Fuck off, WB. You Ridiculous. suck. Just put it out in December, you stupid <laughs> yeah. idiot. Yeah, you oh so my dumb. god, so freaking dumb. Um, I'll go with, uh, I'll talk about, gosh, I guess I'll talk about the holdovers. Um, this is a movie starring Paul Giamatti and it's directed and written by Alexander Payne. He might be a co-writer actually. Um, but Alexander Payne is, he's made a lot of really, really good movies. Um, oh no, he didn't write it at all. David Hemmingson did. I've never heard of him before. Um, but Alexander Payne did like election sideways, the descendants, Nebraska, like sideways. uh, sideways is fantastic. Uh, he did downsizing and that was a misstep to the point where he stepped away for like three years and <laughs> didn't do a movie again until this one. Um, because downsizing is the one where Matt Damon shrunk himself and then it that's turns right, into yeah. like, a whole class commentary. That's kind of like, doesn't fit in the movie that they made. Yeah, uh, it's really weird, and then it turns into like a climate discussion too. And I'm like, what is going on in this movie? Got a lot of messages. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's just conflicting with what should be like a fun, silly premise. Whatever. Anyway, the holdovers is if you watch a trailer of it, it plays like an old '80s, like maybe even late '70s trailer, where it's got the voiceover of like Paul Giamatti plays blah blah blah, and okay. like it's got the film grain and like. It's got the vo- it's just the voiceover is just so like refreshing like I, it's got a refreshing type of nostalgia um, that has an exi- like maybe Quentin Tarantino partakes in this version of nostalgia every now and then um, but that's how the movie plays too like it opens with the old WB logo I think it's a WB movie no focus Miramax focus features Miramax. but it opens with like a super old logo and like a film grain and the aspect ratio is like a little smaller everything just feels very throwback in the movie mm. um and this movie is is like about Paul Giamatti he plays like a uh professor at he's like a ancient civilization professor um at this boarding school at a high school um and uh these kids that these kids that attend the school usually end up going to like Ivy League schools like Harvard and whatever um and the holdover thing are like the kids that 
that's the term for the kids that stay behind a winter break um, because their parents okay. are like whatever they're whatever they're orphans or mm-hmm. you know their parents just don't are shitty and don't answer yeah, their right. phones. Um, um, but that's when this takes place is, is the seventies, nineteen seventies specifically, and it like just occurs over one winter break. And Paul Giamatti's character plays he's like a um, he's just an asshole. Everybody hates him in school, and and faculty hates him. The students hate him. He's the type of guy who's like a well, actually, da 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 da, da and and mm-hmm. he in every social scenario, and he's also the type of guy that gives out homework and you know over winter break, like and the students just roll their eyes and they're just like, yeah. Are you kidding me? And he's a harsh grader, gives everybody D's and F's, including uh, kids that have parents that are big donors for the school. He doesn't give a shit. He's mm-hmm. like F's, D's, and he'll. That's when he gets in trouble with faculty and uh, his his bosses and stuff. Um, but anyway, so it start. It's kind of like. A very formula. It's a good, a really good version of a movie you've probably seen before. Okay. Uh, that I can't, I I can't think of an example that's jumping out of the forefront of my brain. But it's the formula feels very familiar, where he's kind of like <laughs> he's kind of a hardened teacher, and then uh, one of this one of these kids stays behind, who's actually a very smart kid and graded very well. That's one of the only twists to the movie is like, oh, it's not like a problem child, you know that mm, that forces mm. Paul Giamatti to warm up to him. It's a really smart kid who's just he's got a h- tough time at home and stuff like that. Um, but, uh, yeah, it takes place over this two week period. And, and of course, the dynamic and the relationship between the two, the student teacher, it's it feels like something you've seen before. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just everything about it that's great is like in the performances and, and the script, like the some of the lines that they exchange back and forth is just so funny. And I'm like, who thought of that? Like, it, yeah. it's uh highly intellectual type of writing where he's pointing out ancient civilization facts in social conversations. And I'm like, you had to do a deep dive to get that accuracy. Like there's no way a nerd didn't write this uh, script. Um, And then the, the lead uh, woman in it is divine joy Randolph. She was in dynamite. Dolomite is my name. Oh, um, nice. Only murders in the building. She plays the cop. She plays the. Uh, oh, I like her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, she's awesome, and she is incredible in this. She is probably going to get nominated for an Oscar. Um, she plays a, a, a kitchen staff member that stays behind with the kids, um, or with the staff and the kids that stay behind during winter break. She's the only kitchen staff member that's like making food for everybody. Um, but she's got her own, you know, grief that she's working through, uh, involving her son, and uh, and like, I don't know. It's um, the dynamic between the main three. Those are like the main three people in the cast. And the dynamic between them is just freaking fantastic, man. Mm-hmm. Um, I should just send you a trailer and, and you'll be like, oh, this movie feels like comfort food. And it does. Yeah, uh, it yeah. really does. Sounds it's, like execution's uh, good, though. And that's what matters. Yeah. About. And it's it's um, I just did my early Oscar uh, best picture predictions the other day. And the current odds have this one pretty high, like Oppenheimer. Oh, wow. Those Flower Moon are like the front runners. Like one yeah, of those two yeah. is going to win Best Picture this year, um, no question. Yeah, I don't care what else is coming out. In oh, December. hey, I can I watch. I can watch Killers this week. Huh? It's Friday, yeah. right? It comes out. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that it comes out this soon. Awesome. I thought so. Wasn't it? Wasn't it? No, I haven't paid it... attention. I'll be honest. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, this one's up there. Like this is like fourth or fifth in terms wow, of like okay. what's nice, going to nice. get nominated, and this is up there. So it's being received really well, and I think that's why is like it's a comfort food type of movie that everybody can watch and be like take something from and enjoy, mm-hmm. um, and it's and it feels good to watch. It's not necessarily that it's like one of the best movies you've ever seen in your life. It's just the fact that it's universal and everybody's going to like it. Um, 
But yeah, um, Alexander Payne's kind of being a dip about it in the in interviews. He <laughs> he kind of like criticized people that were like, "This is a feel good like throwback movie," and he's like, "It's not feel good." And I'm like, "Yeah, it is, bro. You made a Christmas movie during Christmas, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it released yeah. at Christmas time. It's a feel good movie. I don't know how to tell you that." Uh, yeah, right, right. <laughs> Um, but it's really good. Uh, highly recommend it. Uh, literally everybody uh, would would I think like this movie on on some level. Cool. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's all we got for this week. Uh, Kyle talked about whole uh, uh, Flashpoint, starring Donnie Yen, from uh, like right before Ip Man came out. That that movie came out. Oh, was it before Ip Man? For whatever reason, yeah. I thought it was like in the middle yeah. of it. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that's what uh, I was looking at Wiki, and it was like the movie right before they jumped into all the Ip Man movies. Oh, good. Okay, yeah, nice. that's really cool. Um, and then I talked about the holdovers just now and, uh, yeah, just go watch Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, Mutant Mayhem, especially if you're a fan of that series. And if you were on the fence about it, don't be anymore. It's awesome. It's a great movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, stay tuned for next week where we're going to talk about the killer starring Michael Fassbender mm-hmm. and directed by little David indie, Fincher. little indie guy named David Fincher. Yeah. 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 You want the scene? I hope, I really, really hope he hits it big soon. Yeah, he's been struggling for so long. Well, um, right, young age of sixty, I'm sure his career is going to take <laughs> off anytime now. <laughs> but thanks for tuning in to this episode of Current Cinema, and you know, just be sure to catch us on the Current Gen podcast too. And if you're subscribed uh, to us on Spotify, go find the Current Gen podcast YouTube feed because we got video of this up there on to, uh, on of this on that channel as well, as well as other clips and uh, good stuff on there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. Bye.